episode of Global Fintech Festival podcast series. And this particular episode is very, very special. And this the speciality is for two reasons. One, this is episode you have double the maka, that is two guests in one podcast. And second is we have been interviewing uh, in, in our podcast different people from startups, regulators, and many different uh, fintech experts uh, and all. But this particular podcast is very special because we get a chance to deep dive into a global bank perspective. That means we have guests from a very, very special bank that is HSBC. So without any further delay, I would like to invite Sid. Sid is country head uh, for global liquidity and cash management at HSBC India. And also Prakash. Uh, Prakash is heading the SMEs and MSME segment at HSBC. And both of them are very special to us because the podcast will deep dive into a very unexplored territory. And also because it's a global fintech festival, uh, we want them to also answer some of the questions which are uh, which might be in your mind for a very long time. So, so welcome, Sid and Prakash. Hi, Avinav. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Avinav. Look forward to the conversation. Super. So I did my set of introduction, Prakash and Sid. I want you also you to give one one liner or, or a 30 second kind of introduction. So I'll start with Sid first. So Avinav, I think you've, you've covered the formal one. I think the informal <laughs> one uh, uh, would be, you know, essentially helping our customers uh, succeed uh, by solving problem statements for them uh, is what uh, I think uh, I personally believe in and that's what we believe in uh, at HBC. And I would say, I think what enthuses me uh, uh, is use of technology to make the lives of customers and our teams easier. I think if you look at one theme, which all of us, me, Sid, and a lot of other colleagues are trying to solve is achieve that. And this is a great time to use technology. That's how I would say. And the whole the startup piece is one area which I'm very enthused about and doing a lot of work and we'll get to talk about it. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. I think that's a great start. And uh, yes, with the, the, the conversations are completely centered to technology and, and finance as a segment. So let us get going. My first question is to Prakash. Most of the people I speak, uh, speak with has that perception that HSBC only focuses on great, bigger MNCs or large companies. Uh, and, and and how does like the things work, right? What is HSBC doing in this space? And how is the bank supporting this big ecosystem of uh, banking at large? Sure. No, thanks, Vinav. Uh, large global bank. I think in aggregate, we have the largest global network as well. So just just looking at that fact, it, it's not true that we only focus on large because you can't achieve what I just said if you don't bank customers and businesses at all stages of their life cycle. right? Uh, but the perception is also led by facts. So maybe if I talk about India, a large part of our business is wholesale and corporate. That's why the perception is but the reality is that the bank is focused on banking customers, both on the enterprise side and consumer at all stages of life cycle. If I take the example of, let's say, the wholesale or the, or the corporate, the business part, uh, we have a business banking, the business which I have for HSBC India, which focuses on MSMEs, both in the conventional uh, sectors and the whole new age uh, startups and tech piece. We have a team which focuses on mid-markets, which is a huge focus for the bank. 
we have a team of senior bankers focusing on large local corporates and the conglomerates and we have an institutional and wholesale and capital markets and investment banking so so reality is that we have various teams to focus on all segments of customers our sme or the startup business is small today but the reality is it's a strategic focus of the bank to grow that piece because that leads into the life cycle of even people uh, and and customers within the bank if you look at our two home markets uh, which is uk and hong kong the story of sme clearly uh, is visible uh, we have smes which have become billion dollar customers and that leads into the life cycle of other parts of the bank so we clearly focused on smaller businesses uh, in india specifically we're doing a lot of work on startups we understand that there's a bit of perception dis- demystifying we have to do so we are creating propositions we are creating teams uh, we are doing business development ecosystem partnerships which are fit for purpose for small businesses and the new age businesses and if you uh, look at us on social media you will get a glimpse of some of those and i think our uh, thought process in participating in gff as well is to uh, uh, to share with the wider audience saying what are our thought processes on technology fintechs and the new age businesses so so clearly uh, the focus is on various segments of business and there is a huge focus on banking more and more uh, tech enabled startups and small businesses abhinav thank you prakash i think if i take if i can take one line from it i think you're saying hsbc is bank for everyone so everyone in any spectrum of business can actually have hsbc as their banker super absolutely <laughs> and my next question is to sid sid uh, this this question is very personal to me because i have been in the startup ecosystem for over 8 uh, years of uh, time and we have seen that see startups are known for their speed agility and responsiveness to the market conditions right and because of that agility they tend to do a lot of innovation and we have always seen that any kind of a startup 100% has to depend on any of uh, a banking partner and there are very few banking partners they can depend upon and there are many examples in the startup world and when it comes to fintech as a domain and the banking partners responsibility or partnership is very very important and it is imperative for both the partners to work hand in hand right how does how does hsbc keep up to this uh, a humongous uh, ask from from startup world uh, from a bank right and how does hsbc do it i want to just uh, uh you to comment on this question i think absolutely abhinav uh, i think it's a very relevant and pertinent question and it kind of also links to the perception in some to some extent what prakash was talking about uh see speed and agility is very very important uh, uh to deliver as a bank if you're looking at really making a meaningful contribution to the startup ecosystem and which is what uh, we aim for and we aspire for and uh you know i'll probably straight away get into how do we do it uh and the answer is actually fairly straightforward we keep up with this ask uh, by simplifying and digitizing our products and services in general and particularly for our startup clients in fact the focus which prakash was talking about uh, the over the last 2 to 3 years uh, when we've been looking at banking as many tech enabled fintechs or startup clients uh, 
it has really helped us understand the key requirements and challenges startups face when it comes to banking. And hence, we've been able to evolve our propositions to address their needs through very targeted investments into our products, technology stack, and the delivery model. Let's peel the onion a little bit beyond speed and responsiveness in terms of what startups really need from a banking partner. See, first and foremost, uh, we fully understand that a startup uh, doesn't have the time and resources to spend days for completing at times complex requirements of opening a bank account, initiating a banking relationships. You know, they would rather prefer an app store kind of an experience of downloading the app and start using uh, within a minute. Now, while that remains the eventual target for us to achieve uh, for onboarding and opening business accounts, but we have successfully digitized end-to-end -end our account opening and onboarding process, including e-signing of any form of documents and enable a startup client to open and start using an account within one or two working days through tools like HSBC SmartServe, you know, HSBC IntelliSign uh, uh, to, to mention now. Beyond just the onboarding, I think the next in the journey for, for any client and a startup client would be day-to-day -day banking. And again, you would not want uh, a startup customer who's got limited resources, limited number of people uh, to kind of spend time on day-to-day -day banking. And here, again, we, we aim to deliver a fairly simplified, intuitive experience on day-to-day -day transaction and information requirement. And in fact, we've gone ahead and developed and delivered an entirely new version of our business internet banking for our smaller uh, and startup kind of uh, customers. And on this platform, obviously, the focus has been to enable, uh, you know, as much as possible, the digital self-service tools so that there's no need to kind of call the banks or get into the physical exchange of uh, documents uh, with the bank. Now, these are basic banking services, but since we're talking about technology and technology-enabled startups, what we also realize that a lot of startups prefer, you know, uh, APIs, not just for the day-to-day -day banking needs, but for the delivery of some of our transaction banking solution uh, on our API stack, which is critical to successful execution of their own business model and the experience they want to deliver to their customers. And hence, what we did was that we invested significantly into our API infrastructure, both in terms of functionality and scale, including the recently launched uh, API developer portal, uh, which makes it very simple, easy, and fast for the resource crunch tech teams of our startup clients to understand, connect with, and test our APIs. And last but not the least, uh, uh, you know, it's something which is a lot more closer to my, my heart okay, is the fact that startups are really typically solving for a problem statement as part of their idea or the business model. Uh, and the key to success is building scale by leveraging technology. And hence, they need a banking partner who can help them, uh, you know, build that solution or build a very important component of, of that solution, which they are looking at taking to their customers. And more often than not, uh, we, what uh, we've seen is that off-the-shelf solutions, uh, you know, don't meet the requirements. There is always a need for significant customizations, sometimes almost an entirely new proposition to be delivered.
which means investment and resource prioritization at our end now you know it becomes easier to take such decisions when you have a large client on the other side and, and typically that's what the perception is but that's where uh, i think there's been a significant shift in our approach uh, and and the mindset uh, where we've actually got down to working with some of our startup clients and co-create solutions now while it obviously helps us in delivering to the requirements of uh, of our startup customers but it also has helped us in continuously raising the bars internally for our teams in terms of being innovative and agile uh, and over a time has led to building up of a very robust yet flexible technology stack in fact if i look back upon last 12 to 18 months i can very well say that two third of our new solutions or pilots have actually been with startup or new age economy clients and more often than not we tends to our broader client base and then it becomes like a win win for both the bank and our startup clients wonderful uh, i think said you you what you described just now is actually a fantastic thing because uh, an an institution like hsbc uh, transforming itself to work with startups is not an easy task because there are so many aspects which has to be taken care and and to align it globally is is a is a is an effort which which requires a special appreciation Uh, thank you thank you for explaining that to, to all of our listeners said no but one important aspect i think this question is directed to towards prakash that many of the startups uh, uh, are do aspire to do their business globally right the aspirations are very high and the, in that particular time they always look forward to a, a banking partner like hsbc uh, and uh, they they uh, they request lot of uh, support from from your end how do, how you can uh, can you just explain me how hsbc help startups with their international growth aspirations prakash because that is one important aspect and many of like like you can see many of the unicorns coming from uh, india uh, are, are the number of unicorns coming from india are increasing day by day and they want to grow international right uh, how can hsbc help them oh yeah. dear prakash yeah so avinav this is my favorite question i would say see if you look at our playbook we have we are a very large international bank maybe one of the largest and supporting clients international aspirations is at the core of our strategy right we have done that for hundreds of years for the biggies right an indian company conglomerate going abroad and a large uh, mnc conglomerate coming to markets like india uh, a decade and half back Uh, we consciously decided in the bank that can we offer the international network to mid-sized companies as we do for the large companies, and we did that, and that experience has been very good uh, across across the globe. And three four years back, we decided why can't we go one step down uh, and offer the international network which we already have to smaller companies, right? so if you look at hsbc strategy statement globally it says that we want to be the international sme bank of choice to serve customers right and frankly we are the only bank we can we can we can we can aspire to do that because of a large global network and and i think the india team has taken the leap by offering our international banking proposition to the startups which are a very early stage uh, but as as you said Uh, because a lot of startup activity in india is consumer tech and the consumer uh, 
potential is there in other countries as well, like India. And a lot of our startup companies we are talking to wants to go international and we have been able to help them. I think this is a piece of work which we have done quite well, but very early days. Because when you're offering international network to a smaller company, an early stage company, the way you execute becomes very important. For a large company, you can take months to execute one transaction. But for a small startup company, SME company, you would need to execute at scale. And those are some of the capabilities we are building. And we are focusing on few corridors which are more relevant for Indian startups, like Singapore, UK, US. And we have been able to do that. And we believe this is one niche we can create as a bank. We have the infrastructure. We have the strategy. It's actually at the core of our strategy. We just have to build the execution capabilities, which are fit for purpose. I think what Siddharth was saying is also at the core of our thinking uh, in the India team when we're developing propositions for startups. Saying so you have to be simple, you have to be agile, and you have to develop things which are fit for purpose for startups. They are very small teams. They want things faster. They are much more aspirational than uh, the conventional uh, business entrepreneurs. So, so this is uh, really at the core of our strategy. And very happy to say that Abhinav, that we are able to deliver. So, just to share, just just a just to share a fact, which will give you uh, which will give you a sense of our intent and our focus on it. So, we would have taken close to fifty startups abroad in the last one and a half two years, and we continue to do that. Uh, and, and we want to do more of that because that's where we will add value uh, as an international bank to this uh, high growth sector. Thank you, Prakash. I think I think it clears up a lot of things. And also, uh, I, I personally have uh, received feedback from many startups on support uh, when, they go, when they go international. I think this perfectly answers the question. And, and the next part of the uh, discussion, I want to make it a little more specific because right now we were uh, speaking about startups and businesses at large. I want to, uh, I want to direct this question towards Sid. Sid, uh, you, you know that, right? Like Paytm is going to Japan. There are many other startups. Like Hatabo getting into so many other South Asian countries. And so there are fintech uh, ecosystem or there are fintech startups in India ecosystem, which are going international, right? And uh, just to, in continuation with Prakash's answer, can you just throw some light on how this space, especially with FinTech, and how how are you collaborating with, with this new uh, FinTech startups are going global? Okay, so uh, I think it's a, it's a very uh, pertinent and a relevant uh, point, but it's not something new. I think I can say that over the last three to five years, uh, the whole startup ecosystem, a significant part of it uh, uh, has been fintechs. And what they've been working on, okay, is to really uh, not having the whole baggage of a traditional bank. They are able to, one, focus on a very specific problem statement, okay, which is today within the whole financial services uh, uh, landscape and are able to solve for it. Okay, with speed and agility, something which kind of goes with with any startup uh, uh, client. I think it's quite natural that there is, uh, I would say, an opportunity uh, to collaborate and partner, okay, for a bank with a fintech who's solving the problem statements, and those problem statements pertains to uh, none other than our customers. So. I think it's it's quite obvious that it's a win-win again 
in terms of collaborating with the fintechs, uh, leverage the technology solution, which they have kind of put forth and solved a particular problem statement, bring our understanding more in terms of, let's say, compliance, uh, legal, and the regulations, and then eventually take, uh, I would say, a cutting edge uh, and a sustainable solution uh, to our customers. So I think as a, as a theme, this is something which we've been uh, doing uh, uh, for, for quite some time, uh, wherein we have partnered with fintechs uh, for our client-based co-created solutions. And it has not just happened, uh, let's say, specific to India. There are multiple examples, both you know, in terms of where we have collaborated with uh, fintechs at a global scale. What I mean by that is that we've created a solution which is something which is relevant to clients when they look at their treasury management or their underlying transaction banking you know, across geographies or across countries. And hence, we have offered those solutions to our entire global client base. And there have been a few India-specific opportunities as well when, you know, there are very India-specific opportunities uh, or problem statement, uh, which we have uh, partnered, collaborated, and solved for, uh, you know, in terms of uh, taking it to our uh, clients uh, in India. So I think to answer your question, uh, Abhinav, uh, this is an area we have always kind of focused upon uh, in terms of not creating everything in-house, but actually partnering and collaborating and co-creating solutions with our fintechs, both at a global scale, uh, as well as uh, you know uh, specific to India and taking it to our customers. In fact, this is something which we're going to focus more and more upon uh, with our increasing focus on banking as a service, You know where we are, uh, uh, in fact, embedding our banking solution components into the technology offerings of some of the fintechs and taking them to our customers. In fact, we have a whole session on this uh, topic of collaboration between the bank and the fintechs during the fintech festival. And uh, I would ask all the listeners to join us to know more about some of the work that has been done in this space. Fantastic, Sid. I think I, I think two important things you a- answered or, or gave us a lead is one, because there has to be an international understanding or awareness of the regulations, what is happening in different parts of the world, because unlike any other domain, fintech is a very different domain, largely controlled by federal banks and, and regulators there. And second is you also gave them an avenue where they can explore your customers to implement a solution. That is very, very wonderful to hear and, and music to whom many of the founders who are in this space. Now, now let us get into a very, very uh, specific question. Uh, this is to Prakash. Prakash, you have been in SME uh, and a peripheral banking landscape for a very long time. You tell me how traditionally how it used to happen earlier and how startups are changing the whole SME financing landscape at large. So we uh, there are so many neobanks which are coming in and, and there's a lot of the, the investors are also, also very bullish about this experience because, uh, because they're trying to create newer experience, crisper products for SME financing. So what is your take on it, Prakash? Yeah. So I think uh, this is an area where banks have to develop a different set of capabilities, risk management, risk appetite. That's very clear because the way lending has been done by conventional bank follows uh, a risk management or a risk appetite uh, framework, which doesn't, which is not fit for purpose for startups. In fact, when we started our startup journey 
two and a half, three years back, this problem was clearly identified for us to look into. And it was very clear that if you apply the age-old methods, it doesn't serve the purpose, right? So that's the first part of it, I would say. The second part is that are bankers really thinking about it? Uh, I can say the answer is yes, including people like us. So bankers are thinking about solving this problem and they're developing various approaches, right? Uh, I would say the whole journey is in very early stage for us and any other, most of the other banks, uh, because the discovery of how to deliver credit, how to approach the whole risk management, how to approach uh, if you have losses in the portfolio, how do you fund uh, the resourcing for the lending uh, pool is, is something which you discover over a period of time. I think a bit of regulation, a bit of legal framework will also aid in that journey. And some of those things I'm sure will come our way. So if I talk about uh, HSBC India, we have been working on this for last uh, one and a half, two years, and we have kind of had some answers to the problem. So we have started looking at it in a selective way. Uh, but I, I would say that it's very early stage. Uh, see, there's one aspect of lending to startups, which I, I, I want to highlight. Uh, see, when you lend to startups, you can give, let's say, one crore, two crore, five crore, 10 crore. That's not the only difficult part of the job. The difficult part of the job is to make that lending scalable when they grow. And we know startups don't grow at 10, 20%. They grow at 2x, 3x, 4x. So as the businesses scale up, the lending should also be scalable. So the whole journey of figuring out how to lend, in what way to lend, will have a very direct uh, intersection with the whole scale factor, which, which frankly has not been a, a big issue in the conventional sectors, right, where we lend. So it's a journey, I would say, Avinav. We have done few things. In fact, uh, there is a session in the GFF which we are uh, 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 we are participating in, which talks about the entire changing dynamics in SME financing. Uh, so I would request the audience to tune in and, 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 and listen to that. You will hear our thoughts and some of the industry leading uh, uh, people who, who will come and contribute with their views. Uh, but, but to summarize, Abhinav, on this question, it's a problem statement that banks have to solve. We and other banks are looking at it. And I would say it will take some time to really evolve this journey. But I think banks do understand that this needs to be solved. Wonderful. I think I think it's also a cliffhanger kind of a thing for our listeners to, to get a... So to get a better understanding, tune into HFF uh, main event where there will be a panel discussion and there will be many conversations uh, on this particular topic on SME financing. I think I think many people are interested in this and even analysts want to uh, look at your perspective and understand what you're trying to do there. Now it's time for us to get into a crystal ball uh, gazing. Now, Sid and Prakash, I want you to answer this uh, one by one. So Sid, you have to go first here. Uh, very crisp answer I'm looking at, uh, looking from you. What do you think the future of Indian startup ecosystem looks like? Like, let us go five years from now. Uh, what are your initial thoughts about it? Now you are our, you are our crystal ball glazer for this particular question. Yeah. So Abhinav, I can answer this question in as specific uh, manner as possible in just one word, which is bright. Uh, but I'm sure. Uh, 
you and and the audience would be looking for something something more beyond that uh, and i'll probably call out five factors okay in in the environment today uh, which are just pointing in one direction uh, which is uh, you know i would say a 5x sort of a growth uh, as far as this whole ecosystem is concerned in terms of both the the breadth in terms of the number of startups uh, as well as uh, you know the the valuations which we are seeing given that this has been the year of unicorn and just to kind of call out those those five factors uh, uh, you know one is uh, obviously in terms of one uh, the the government and the regulators you know i think they are taking various steps in terms of uh, facilitating supporting encouraging uh, you know the startup uh, ecosystem uh, in fact there are various initiatives which are being driven uh, over the last uh, few years to drive digitization uh, in in the country the adoption of technology the whole india stack and you and me know that when upi came in 5 years back it kind of led to so many of uh the unicorns over the last few years were really kind of driven by the fact that 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 whole ecosystem uh, around digital payments got created so i think that's one very big and a positive factor uh, you know which will drive the growth over the next uh, few years or continue to driving the growth uh, the second one uh, is in terms of just the market size and the consumer behavior i think 1.3 billion uh, people the sheer size of the market if you've got a good idea if you're solving a problem statement the ability and the potential to scale is phenomenal which will always remain it's not going to go i i don't see india's population going down over the next uh, uh five years uh, and i think the consumer behavior in terms of adoption of technology or being comfortable with technology led solution has always been on on the rise but the last 18 months of covid has really accelerated that adoption so i think the the market size and the consumer behavior these drivers are also playing uh, in favor of the the entire startup ecosystem the third one being technology i think technology is kind of uh, always been there okay and i think is at the front and center of what drives the the startup ecosystem forward the reason i'm mentioning this is that there are still various uh, areas okay uh, where uh, we've only kind of uh, i would say look at the tip of the iceberg okay there's still a lot of upside uh in areas like the whole open banking account aggregator framework uh, or some of the deep tech you know in terms of uh, you know ai and the planned rollout of 5g in the country uh, i think these technological advancements over the next few years will further fuel the growth in the in the entire uh, startup uh, ecosystem uh the fourth factor is obviously in terms of the investor interest the vcs and the fund flow again we're seeing more and more of it and i don't see that kind of uh, going away uh, and i think that's something which will continue driving the the ecosystem uh and last but not the least uh, i would say that uh, you know the whole social fabric in the country uh i can see a perceptible change you know in terms of uh, you know where more and more people and not just the the youngsters but even you know people at different stages of their life cycle are more open to take the risk and there is a larger acceptance uh you know of the probability to fail and i think 
that to me is also something which kind of probably encompasses all the other four factors i spoke about which will continue driving this ecosystem forward over the next 3 to 5 years so avinav i would say see india is a very large consumer economy and i think that will drive the entire startup uh, uh, ecosystem led with innovation and adoption and this whole young population a very big wave of middle class income uplift and aspiration right so that's clearly a trend and i think we should see a very good run over the next 5 10 15 years i think uh the second aspect which comes to my mind which gives a totally different uh you know uh, dimension to indian tech or the new age or the startup ecosystem is the whole international opportunity look at edtech look at health tech in fact fintech is a very good example right upi is now being uh, reviewed or or looked at by uh, uh, the world right Uh, so i think if we can go if we can keep doing what we have done and accelerate the journey uh, we have a big story here to say as a country as as a, as as entrepreneurs as people like us and others who facilitate this ecosystem uh, so it's a huge runway uh, i think fintech leads the way because it gave the whole tech stack uh, uh, lesson to all of us saying if you create a country tech uh, tech stack then it leads to so many use case and adoption we are a young population we have a huge middle class with incomes are rising and aspirations are increasing so we have a big 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 long way to go abhinav that's how i would like to finish thank you prakash thank you sir and uh, 100% i think i think uh, what you spoke about uh, the ease of regulations and and uh, the way is uh, certainly very bright and uh, and exactly the indian ecosystem especially fintech startup ecosystem is a gold mine still uh, unexplored by many of the people i think with that i would like to uh, end our conversation but before i end the conversation i would request all our listeners that this is just consider this as just a a, a prelude to what we will be uh, seeing in global fintech festival you can meet many uh, other teammates from sets and prakash's team and uh, and even them in person uh, or, or in in a private conversations you can and you can see them debating you can see them conquering you can see them in many different uh, other conversations in gff so look forward to it uh, make sure you register for all the all the sessions uh, there and and try to be, uh, be part of this phenomenal big community of global fintech festival uh, thank you and uh, and tune into other gff podcast to understand and explore what are things are happening in fintech ecosystem and till then thank you this is your abhinav signing off <laughs>